0: Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Catoon. Joining me, uh, you guys might uh, recall Matt Luzader. I think now is the time. Uh, Matt, for you to give the this advice comes from me, but not me, the attorney version. You want to get that out of the way now?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'll just say right now that if you're uh, taking any legal advice away from this, um, it's the equivalent of watching Judge Judy. This is, it should not, is not. Legal I don't think legal we're that advice. good, though. Right. I don't think we're. <laughs> I'm certainly not as entertaining as Judge I Judy. I think
0: Judge Judy, like, I think their decisions actually hold up in court, right? Sort of. Yeah, in... contractually,
1: I think the, uh, the uh, I'm going to call them contestants on, on her uh <laughs> her, you know, her, contest- her, yeah. her
0: contestants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> She would not like that. I think we just... Did I hear that? Yeah, we just got a text. We just got sued by Judge Jude. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we've got a cool show. Uh, I bring Matt in here. I don't know. It seems like once a month, roughly. We try to get you in here, something like that. Yeah. Um, to keep it real, to keep it honest, because otherwise, this thing can get a. It's like a runaway train sometimes. So,
1: well, you know, sometimes we like to to dig deep into some of the uh, some of the regulatory and legal issues on things. And, and you
0: I, are definitely the person for that. I I enjoy it. You know, I know you do. I, if you if you were watching, well, you can watch. You can go to wgenradio.com, and I think it's slash like on air live. You can actually watch this video of Matt getting very excited as we talk about ICO regulatory issues and frauds and uh, cash money man Floyd Mayweather's backed ICO company just they just got charged and they It was not just a. They indicted. China. There was something. It wasn't just a slap on the wrist. Like it's legitimate right. problems. Yeah.
1: No. There's 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 problems there. Uh, you know, Longfin has uh, has had some problems. They had an ICO that they that they did, and now there's uh, a uh, you know an asset freeze in place uh, for them.
0: Their they, their legal problems are going to have a very long fin. They're going to have a long tail.
1: It's very punny of you.
0: I tried. I try to be punny and funny. Um, no. So they kind of recap the show here to give you guys an idea of what we're going to have going on. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I'm getting a cold, even though I guess it's summer supposed to be here. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, But anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about ICOs, um, initial coin offering for the layman. Uh, We're going to be talking about equity crowdfunding. And then we're actually going to give you equity crowdfunding as the startup showcase portion of the show at 1.30. We'll have two companies, Pharma, CNS Pharma, and R3 Printing, uh, which is a 3D printing company are going to be calling in live and pitching. And you guys can invest by registering at Republic.co invest real money into them i think one of them has a cap at 100 bucks the other is like 10 so literally you could put like 10 dollars in these companies which is pretty cool um, but before we get to the showcase part what matt and i are going to talk a little bit about is one the difference uh between ico and equity crowdfunding and my personal kind of f- flavor and favor of of equity crowdfunding for a lot of reasons um, but in general ICO and, and sort of token offerings and things like that registered or not, uh, I, I do think have a very positive uh, impact on the world we live in. And I will get into that after. But before we do that, I think we need to talk a little bit about the negative. I don't want to start negative, but yeah, there's, I think it's the right thing to do to start with the warning label
1: right which and there's plenty of warning labels out Certainly. there I mean there's you know whether it's the SEC or the FTC they've been putting out notices to consumers saying you know <laughs> look before you buy there you know there can be a lot of bubbliness yeah. around uh, some of these, you know, these coin offerings out there. And I mean, I think um, one of the main things to, to do is if you're going to, if you're going to invest in one of these, these coins, what's the underlying technology? I mean, what are they actually going to, uh, you know, you know, going to do with this tech, you know, with, with the technology, with the blockchain. Why? Yeah. That's the, under, the question is it.
0: why are they using coin and not other? Like right. there needs to be a reason why, and it can't just be because it's, it's hot. Right. And that seems to be the case. We had a company that was supposed to pitch on our stage um and I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that company. they're perfectly fine so far uh, as far as I know um but they went through a million dollars and closed out in less than forty five minutes like I, I'm sure the company's great, but that's insane
1: yeah i mean there's just there's a there's a lot of money in in the space that's you know chasing these this these coins this technology, and you know there's some bad actors in the space, and I think that that's where the regulators are really trying to get. Their feet under them, yeah. and they're receiving a lot of pressure from you know this week from represent, Representative Maloney from New York, uh, you know, in a hearing, pressuring the SEC to you know get on top of this stuff a little bit faster, and wants to see them shut down some of these these yeah, I'm going to say you know suspect cryptocurrencies. Um and, uh, and you know in order to protect the public uh, from it, but you know, look, the public also has to protect themselves. I mean, educate yourselves. You know, before you before you go out and invest.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we joked about this with the Mark Zuckerberg Facebook stuff when I said, which is also ironic that Facebook announced that they're going to come out with a cryptocurrency after they said they're going to ban all crypto ads. So we'll see how that shakes out. But uh, the line that is, you know, if you don't know what the product is, you are the product, and that doesn't necessarily apply here in the in the actual like realistic sense. But it does in the sense that, like, you you do, like, we do have to, you know, everything is litigious and all, but, I mean, we do have to be, you know, look out for ourselves, too, a little bit. Like, you you can't plead ignorance all the time. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think what we're going to get to is we're going to take a break here so we don't get interrupted in the middle of the conversation. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk with you, Matt, a little bit about what the process looks like and what the regulations aren't or are so that people kind of know, like, this is something that, could happen like when i see a company come through it's like this is completely unregulated what would regulation look like how what am i looking for so we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back and then i'd like to have you kind of fill in the blanks on what that should well, what is a good ico look like and then we'll we'll go from there
1: we'll solve it all we'll solve all the problems
0: i, I plan until we only have i don't know 20 minutes of actual talk time of the show so I, we can solve a lot of problems the world's problems are easy for us to solve you're listening to wgn radio am 720 we are back to the Startup Showcase here, as promised, with my good friend Matt Luzader, and we are going to talk a little bit more about this ICO thing. Uh, Matt is going to solve all of the world's ICO problems in the next seven minutes by telling me exactly what needs to be done, isn't there, is there as far as regulation and ICO. What do people need to know before they start spending their money? Or rather, if is easier, what would you like to see? Uh, put in place so that people could feel a little bit more freer about putting their money into stuff.
1: So I think that the uh, you know to start out with sort of laying the groundwork here, you've got three entities that are that are looking to regulate this space. You've got the SEC, you've got the CFTC, and then you've got FinCEN, and they're trying to sort of draw a ring around these cryptocurrency offerings, so you know they can figure out how they're going to regulate it internally with the government. And then you've got the states that are getting involved, which is been kind of interesting this week because Wyoming. Out of all places, Wyoming is getting into the 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 the, the, Why not? Crypt, the crypto business um, by introducing a utility token bill. Um, and there's there's been a you know more than a few companies that have decided to make their home in Wyoming. Uh, they're looking to get on sort of the forefront of this this technology here, and that's one of the distinctions that I think the legislation, the regulations need to address is you know what's what's a security, what's a utility token. Um, you know, and just to you know, for the listeners out there that, that don't know, you know, securities is an, is an investment that uh, you're hoping to make a profit off of. A utility token, though, is something that is going to give you a right to a product to a service. So, if you're buying a utility token, for, um, that uh, you're able to do, you know, like cloud, uh, cloud store, Sorry, cloud storage. Um, or you know you get some meals delivered to your house, or you can access some service uh, of the of the company. That's one thing. Although we don't really have any any black and white lines right there, yeah. um, and so that's what they're that's what they're looking to sort of put those lines into place. Uh, so I think we're going to see a little bit of push and pull between the states uh, and, and the government on this. I don't think Wyoming is looking to get in a fight with the SEC on the uh, probably not no no uh, on this space. But you know for the consumers out there. Is, and we said this before we went to uh, went to commercial here is the importance of educating yourself and one of the interesting things the SEC did this past week was they put out a fake website uh it is howiecoins.com um which if you click on it and and you're looking to invest in that it will take you to a site to edu- you know that you can yeah. get educated about the risk of investing in in cryptocurrency because i think there's there's people out there that are not really understanding how even the you know you don't have to understand how the technology works but just sort of like the underlying premise of what they're investing in and i you know these coins can be offered overseas you can't get a hold of the you know the company that sold it to you You can't get your, get your money back out and you know everyone's see, you know is watch the you know sort of rise fall rise ball of of bitcoin yeah and they're like i don't want to miss out on the next wave let me jump in on this now and you know i'm ignoring the fact that this is called cat coin or or something silly i'm just gonna you know put my money into it um without actually doing my due diligence to say who's running this company you know what is the underlying technology going to be used for i mean is this going to be a you know blockchain application for um you know, like let's say tracing, um, you know, goods uh, like you know through shipping, which was one of the one of the topics that was dis- discussed recently uh, on the Hill was you know you had Marisk, which is that that the big shipping line you see there, you yep. know shipping containers out there, and UPS testified about how they can use blockchain um, to 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 do you know sort of trace from you know factory to port. To to you know retailer to you know yeah. customer, um, goods and that's that's an interesting application and, and some applications can be powered by you know sort of these these coins on a on a distributed ledger, so uh, you know understanding what the company is all about before you just jump on it and say oh you know they, you know they, they, they went they, you know they sold a million coins or a million dollars worth of coins in forty five minutes I've got to get in on this so right I think, now I
0: actually think that's one of the problems that I see for the regular person like the, the cool part about and we'll get into in a second here, I want to get into like the cool part about all this stuff because there is a really cool beneficial to the world beneficial to the average Joe uh, piece to this puzzle but this is the part that worries me is that in the past <coughs> excuse me in the past uh, you know it was complicated enough to understand the ebb and flow of business so you'd be like investing in the stock market right, right. and I mean there was obviously regulation and things so I'm not trying to compare the two things but in the past I just had to understand market flow which was not easy i mean there's people that legit traders who lose and make money every day because they understand market flow and they can follow trends now we're asking regular citizens to put or not asking they're asking to do it themselves they're putting money into what is the equivalent of a stock uh when it comes to the like the up and the ups and downs of it but they have to understand not only the up and down of the market which you just described like a million dollars got put into coins that's a marketplace they have to understand that, but they also have to understand the technology behind it. And that's a huge leap. The leap before is like, oh, I invested in Apple because I think they're going to make cool products. I invested in Facebook because uh, you know, they have a technology platform that's a, a social media site. It's cool, whatever. You can invest in different technologies, but you don't have to understand the technologies. You just have to understand, is it a good business? Right. And they've now got you have, have to understand the technology. The, yeah.
1: And they've got SEC filings where they're disclosing what their financials are and what their products are, but you know there's there's a lot of hype around some of these coins, but if you look at it it's 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 market you know it's marketing. But
0: like it's but not. i think the the thing that happened that is scary to me is that you get average citizens and and in some cases below average citizens who are investing in this because there was a rage around it. there was this big like oh my god, it's bitcoin we're getting rich, and you get a couple of people who you know whether they did it on purpose or skill or luck or stupid or whatever have made a ton of money and then everyone thinks, oh, I can do that and it, and that's the thing like the difference between Everyone doing that in like a day trader or an actual broker, or a real licensed investor is that they're educated on on the market. They know how to operate a market and these people don't and they're throwing their money into the stuff and it's like, dude, like you don't, I mean, there's so, this is way more complex than the trade that you just did on E-Trade. Right. And, and you just, don't even realize.
1: And it. just like looking on Facebook, and you you know you see someone hyped up on Facebook, and you click on, it and you are like, oh, this is awesome. I got to get into it. But you are not going to the you know the boards of the people that know.
0: Yeah. You know. Do you hear that, Chris Burhan?s We're talking to you on Facebook. You keep posting all these cryptocurrency tips. Not you, my friend. No, I am just kidding. But no, it's a real deal. But I, I want to pivot before we get kicked off to the next commercial uh, about the good side because there is a good side, and we talked about this before we came in the show. Um, and I and I preach this all the time at Technori that one uh any sort of whether it's coin or equity crowdfunding or even kickstarter for that that uh, you know for that point uh is great because it democratizes the investing pool previously the richest three percent of the world are the only ones who could invest in things and start companies and so when you look at the ability for someone who's not accredited doesn't have a million dollars doesn't have all this stuff to be able to get in on early tech now it's high risk but they get to get in and they couldn't before this so that's the positive
1: I think that's a huge positive. I agree. And where and you know, you can't talk about all the negatives. And there's some bad yeah. actors there's out there. There's negative everything focus of on the bad actors, yeah. but You know, it it is the ability for people to participate in an ecosystem in tech, and it's it's fun. I mean, look, you could be playing Pokemon Go and running around trying to collect stuff, or you could be actually you know sitting down and looking at the the companies and what they're offering, and educating yourself and figuring you know is this is this an area that I want to get into? Um, You know, it's it's fun. I you know I've enjoyed it personally because it's educational,
0: and you end up because you can also choose not to spend a ton of money. Right, you can learn like. People, you don't have to throw your life savings into this. You can do $10, $100, $50, $1,000, whatever you can stomach and learn and have a good time like we, I think you and I both have done yeah. is is put money that we can afford to lose. I can't afford to lose much of it, but you, maybe you can But like putting a little in to like ride and try it and have a good time with it and learn a lot about companies that you and I would probably never read about.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Which which is coming up
0: next. Yeah.
1: And I I think that, you know, when we're talking about the crowdfunding stuff, I mean, there's some very reputable companies out there that are doing, you know, the crowdfunding is regulated by the SEC.
0: Well, that's the key. So we want to talk about that. We're going to get to that right after we come back from our break and have our companies. We're going to have two companies, uh, CNS Pharma and R3 Printing, calling in. The one thing I want to end on before we take this break is. There is a difference, and it will, I think, over time, as, as Matt alluded to in the past couple minutes, regulation is coming. It has to. It has to come. For sure. But uh, in the meantime, equity crowdfunding, just so that we're clear, is regulated. People are filing Form C and other forms at the SEC and having audits and reviews and things so that when you invest in the companies that, you're, that we're going to hear from in a couple minutes here, it is regulated. You are on part of a crowd safe. It is on their cap table. You are on their cap table. You're not going anywhere. So it's real stuff. Uh, so I just want to make sure everyone knows that, like, we're ragging on stuff. It's only because I think that precaution is always wise when you're talking about your money. You need to be like, car- people need to be careful, calm down a little bit.
1: Some options are safer than others.
0: That goes to a lot of parts of life, but we won't get into that on this one. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break here. I'm Scott Catoon, and That is Matt Luzader. You're listening to WGN Radio AM 720. Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Catoon, joined by my good friend, Matt Luzader. Do you need to give your legal jargon thing one more time or are we good still? Is it still the first one? First one's still intact.
1: Uh, I'll just say this is not legal advice. This Good is enough. just simply commentary. This is
0: just, well, we have to say that because we are you know going to be hearing some pitches in a minute here and potentially investing in them. And so I don't want people to think that like I have money in this company or there's some sort of benefit here. It's, it's purely up to you. Uh, if you want to invest in the companies coming up here. But uh, the first one we're going to have is uh, CNS Pharma, which we'll bring on in a second. Before we get into that, Matt, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this, because this is one of those examples leading back from the break. And during the, the last half of the show, we talked about, uh, we pooped on ICO a little bit, but then we brought it back to life. Right. Uh, and we talked about equity crowdfunding and the, the regulations and in, in, in life when regulation is good. And this is one of those times, one of those rare times. Um but we also touched upon the fact that, that this equity crowdfunding, and I don't mean equity crowdfunding like ICO, using the the, the audience to raise money uh, marketplace style has a massive positive potential benefit to the world. And CNS is one of those, I think.
1: It is. It is. And actually, the, the funny thing is about sort of crowdfunding in the pharmaceutical space and in the, in the medical research space is it's been going on for a while. Yeah. And not... In, in any sort of official capacity i mean it, it, if you think back to some of the examples of you know families who have a, a child or have a member that's affected by a rare disease a rare disorder and <clears throat> the pharma companies um researchers are not putting a lot of time effort into it simply because it's low profit or no profit or they're not going to recruit you know recoup yeah. their r&d on it you know those families would go out and they they'd, they'd Fundraise yep. um, to to support the research on it, and I think that when you're, you know, th- there's something called the Orphan Drug Act yep. that uh, is getting a lot more attention right now in this space because it gives a period of exclusivity uh, for the, uh, the, the 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 solution uh, for you know to treat a disease. Um, it's gotten a lot easier recently with some of the the yeah. ma- genome mapping DNA. Um, I don't pretend to understand the science behind yeah, yeah, yeah. it, but I know it's. So you're got- not
0: betting on that. You're not going to be in that ICO then. So you're, you don't understand the science on that one. So you, so you would recommend not putting your money into it yet.
1: But I would say this: I, you've, I've done some research and yeah. I've looked at at uh, at, at the uh, at the company here.
0: And, well, we're gonna, we're not talking about CNS yeah. here. They're gonna work, we'll let them pitch live and then we'll ask right. questions and go that one. I'm just talking about the in general. To your point on this, the the, the 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 gene and the DNA testing and stuff like that. Like I don't understand all the science on some of this stuff, but. This is, in my opinion, where resources that, and this is a very weird and probably a bad example, but you look at like the Magic Johnson situation. When Magic mm-hmm. Johnson came out and said he had HIV, everyone was like, oh my God, he's, he's, he's gone. Right. And the only reason it worked out, not the only, but one of the main reasons, he was very wealthy. And he had access to research and people to learn how to do things and to test things and to, to, to find what is amount to almost a cure. And the average Joe doesn't. And this is a situation where the average Joe actually now could have resources like this. And so I think it's interesting. This is one of the reasons we brought this company on in particular was, uh, and I'll bring them in now uh, to pitch, but I I brought this on because I want you to understand, one, it's a great opportunity. You can invest in them. Just go to uh, republic.co and you can invest in these companies, register and link your account and good to go. But it's also a great opportunity for you as an audience to understand the impact uh, that bringing a tool like equity crowdfunding actually could have. So, uh, without further ado, uh, welcome to the show. Are you there? Are you still there? Or? Uh, what's turning? Can you hear me? Yep, got you. Sorry, the phone pod was down. Um, so, I don't know if you were able to listen to what we uh, we were kind of pumping up everything and getting you ready to go. But uh, I want to give you three minutes to pitch CNS Pharma. And then uh, we'll have a couple questions back and forth for you. And then please make sure to let everyone know uh, if they want to invest in in your company, where they can go. So without further ado, uh, take it away.
2: Okay, great. Well, again, thank you. Um, You know, and I did hear the intro. I appreciate it. And it it was very accurate. You know, this is a disease, uh, glioblastoma, uh, which is the focus of our company right now uh, that affects um, many, many people. And it certainly has affected some very high profile people, most notably Senator McCain, who unfortunately soon is likely to pass from this disease because they're, uh, but um, this is a very difficult problem to face. And we decided as a company, when we uh, licensed our our new drug, Berubicin, uh, from the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Texas, that uh, we would give average folks through crowdfunding an opportunity to take part in financing uh, the development of a drug that is one of the most promising drugs for this uh, intractable disease that's coming along in a very long time. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago before people did not have that opportunity. And the support that we've had has been overwhelming. Um, you know, we've raised almost $400,000 in equity capital on Republic so far. We have uh, over three weeks left in that campaign, uh, and we're looking at a NASDAQ IPO later this year to follow on. So, um, you know, we think it's an exciting investment opportunity. Um, We think the drug is very promising because it's the first drug of its kind, an anthracycline, uh, to be able to cross the blood-brain barrier and actually kill cancer cells, not just in a test tube, but in human subjects in a phase one trial that was performed on on this drug. So we have reason to believe um, that, you know, this drug can show tremendous progress in in treating this disease. Um, It's a great investment opportunity that, as I said, wasn't available to average uh, non-accredited investors uh, only a few years ago. And, um, you know, and we want to see this drug uh, back in the clinic in a phase two, hopefully before the end of the year. Um, And if we're successful in replicating the data that we've already seen in the phase one, uh, we'd like to see it widely available to help uh, the thousands of people that suffer from this disease. So that's, you know, that's sort of us in a nutshell. Um, we've got some of the best people um, in the world in terms of drug development and uh, on this project with us. Um, they're not the type of people that waste their time on, on dead-end compounds that don't look like they're going anywhere. Uh, These are people who have put their time and their name behind this uh, because they believe that uh, this is a drug that could really move the needle in a space that um, doesn't have a lot of hope right now. You know, again, you know, to your point, uh, your Magic Johnson uh, example was a great one. You know, if someone uh, with the resources of the entire federal government behind them, like uh, the senator, uh, cannot find a way out of this, um, you know, imagine what the average basin is facing. So that was really the driver behind opening this up to, to equity crowdfunding.
0: Very cool, um, Matt. I, I want to kick to you first for the first kind of if you have questions for John. John, thank you for that. Uh, really appreciate the pitch sure. there. If you could stay on the line here, we're gonna kick some questions back and forth.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm interested sure. in the, the innovation here that you guys have. You you mentioned it once uh, with with the, the blood brain barrier. Can you you know kind of describe here where you know you guys have succeeded where others, uh, you know others maybe have not with uh, with treatment of brain tumors.
2: Sure. So basically, you know, the blood-brain barrier is a, is a network of specialized endothelial cells that are, uh, you know, that, that protect the brain, and it's a very elegant system designed to keep poisonous substances out of the brain and from damaging the brain. But the problem is that it can also keep helpful substances, in this case, let's say an anthracycline, um, an anti-cancer agent, from getting into the brain. So the problem with brain cancers in general, and glioblastoma in particular, is that um, they are a very common metastases of other forms of cancer. Cancer starts in a different place and metastasizes into the brain. And once it gets into the brain and it's inside the blood-brain barrier, no matter how powerful the drugs are, no matter how well the drugs work on other types of cancers, they can't penetrate the blood-brain barrier, so they can't kill the cancer cells. Well, arubicin was a molecule that was designed specifically to bypass the blood brain barrier and to get into the brain and effectively kill tumor cells. And that's what it's done. It, we saw that in the preclinical studies during the development um, over 10 years ago. And then when the phase one was performed, we actually saw it in uh, 44% of patients. We saw a clinical response. That means they're brain tumors actually shrunk and in one patient we saw what's called a complete response which means that the tumor uh, disappeared and didn't come back for the duration of the study so that's very very powerful data and you just don't see that
0: that is uh incredible stuff that you guys are 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 working on and i want to make sure that people know where to go to invest in you in particular john uh can you read where uh where people can go right now
2: yeah, absolutely. So um if you're interested in the company and you're interested in investment, you want to go to republic co. That's republic.co. And you'll see us uh just down uh slightly below the top of the page uh where the number you've
0: got a, you've got your own link, right? The it's it's republic.co backslash CNS Pharma, I think is the link you can go right to. Yeah, yes,
2: that's right. You can go right directly to it. Um so e- either way.
0: Okay. Very cool. I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time and, and the work you guys are doing. And I, I want to tell you before we head out of here, uh, you have, like, if, you, if in case this doesn't work out and you want to have a radio show, you have the perfect voice for it. I was listening to you and I literally like, found myself just like nodding along like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost completely forgot that I'm on a show that is my show. Anyway, so John, right. I, I appreciate Love you. you a great book. job.
2: Yeah, thanks so much. If it doesn't work out with CNS, sure we'll uh Yeah, like, just know, give me
0: I'll a ring. We'll we'll set up a cool show on, you know, sort of like PharmaTech. It'll be you'll be fine. You'll everything will work out perfectly.
2: Terrific. All right, All right. thanks, John. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Have oh, a good course. weekend. Yep, you care. too. Have a great day. Bye bye.
0: Uh so there you go. I, I like the company. We've got to take a quick break. We're gonna come back and take one more pitch from R three and then I think Matt and I are gonna kind of uh chew on where we would put our money if we were to put money kind of things. That sound good? Yeah. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Alrighty, we will be back. I'm Scott tune That's Matt Luzader. This is WGN AM seven twenty. Back to the show. WGN AM seven twenty. The startup showcase. I'm Scott Katune, joined by Matt Luzader. Uh, we just had a pitch from CNS Pharma. Very cool. Uh, I love what they're doing for a multitude of reasons. Uh, but they're not the only one, Matt. We've got another one coming back right now. R three Printing is going to be joining us in one second here. And uh well, you know what? Why don't we just jump right into the pitch. And then you and I are going to spend some time talking uh, afterward about which ones we think we like and we want to put money and sort of that whole thing. So uh, without further ado, Dan, are you there? Hello. Hey, Dan, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great today, Scott. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well. Uh, so uh, we've prepped you for this. So you're ready to rock and roll. Uh, it is 150 and it's almost 151. So I'm going to give you exactly three minutes starting in three, two, one, go. Tell me what R3 printing is.
3: Sure. Sure. So my name is Dan Downs. I'm co founder of R3 Printing. And our story begins about five years ago. My co founder, Paul, and I were in college in New York, and we were about to graduate. And both of us are huge gearheads. We absolutely love cars. And through our love of cars, we learned about this technology called 3D printing and its applicability for automotive customization. We immediately fell in love. So For those of you who don't really know what 3D printing is, it's a family of technologies that allows you to rapidly create physical objects in as little as a few hours. So today, 3D printing tech can be everything from making small custom Lego pieces at home to companies producing entire airplane wings. And there's a lot of benefits from 3D print technology. You can make items faster and cheaper, but for us, we are really drawn to customization, the ability to print something that nobody else has, that we designed ourselves, and you know we can use that to improve the goods in our lives. So uh, we got our first 3D printer in 2013, wanted to get our feet wet in the tech, and in September of 2016, I quit my career in Manhattan real estate to start a 3D print manufacturer with Paul. So we produce 3D printed goods for businesses and consumers alike. Architects, design students, uh, swag for conferences, you name it. Uh, We learned two really important things. Number one, uh, day-to-day 3D print manufacturing was not the right business for us. And number two, we saw that 3D printers just really weren't ready for prime time. They had these huge, huge, huge problems. So we decided to launch uh, the development of a new 3D printer. We are bringing to market the R3 printer it is an ultra-safe 3D printer that reduce, that eliminates the number one cause of 3D printer failures. is about 90% faster than current on-market competitors, about 200% more efficient in build area. And we have massive market opportunity, about $1.7 billion in industrial 3D printers sold last year. In 2023, that's going to be about $5.6 billion worth of industrial 3D printers. Uh, we've had a ton of traction. Uh, you know, four patents pending, 140k in pre-sales. Uh, four partners who are doing our testing for us. Today, we are looking for capital to execute on the singular opportunity, and would love to enroll individuals in our fundraise on the uh, Republic platform for equity crowdfunding. We'd love to get get uh, some skin in the game from uh, the audience.
0: Very cool, Dan. Thank you for that. Uh, so Matt I want to kick you you, uh, first with some questions on this on uh, you know I believe you are in possession, or Warren, or somebody is in possession of a three D carving machine. So you have a kind of an idea of like use cases here. Uh,
1: Certainly, yeah. Tell and, me a little more. You know, we can. Uh, yeah, I mean, so look, I mean, I think this is a, a little bit different technology, and that uh, you know the, the stuff that we've been playing yeah, with is definitely. a, is, is a carvey here. You know, the the thing that I like here is that this is this is going to this is an industry, right? Yeah. And so, you know, my my question for you, Dan, is you know we for this investment, what are you going to do? What's your, what's your next phase here? Um, you know, if people invest, what are you, I mean, just frankly, what are you going to do with the money?
3: Sure, sure. So we are currently about halfway through our CSP testing. So complete functional prototype testing, we are going to leverage some of the capital raised to uh, move to the bringing to market phase of our product. So, when you are finishing up with uh, CSP testing, you usually move to a uh, design phase where you optimize for manufacturing and go from there uh, to bring the product to market. So, you know, there's a multitude of costs that are entirely necessary, paying for warehousing, time on freight, uh, consultancy for, you know, very complex parts. We've, we've worked with aerospace engineers to develop this. So, you know, there's a famous joke in Silicon Valley, hardware is hard. It's definitely a high-lift proposition. Uh, But we are, you know, we have a deep background in bringing this kind of thing to market and are super passionate about the
1: tech. So that kind of brings me to my next question here is, and and I know you've considered this, um, but maybe you can explain to me, why not just license your technology to an established 3D printer manufacturer?
3: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, there's, there's a few different considerations here. Um, you know, I've worn a few hats in my time, and uh, the, when I was in the financial services industry, the last hat I wore was on, on the sell side, uh, was in sell side IB. The real short of it is when you approach uh, businesses in a negotiation for a licensing deal, you know, you're going to them in a very disadvantageous position. Uh, for companies that are looking to get their technology out there in the water, you know, we are firm believers that there is no better way than actually getting your technology out there in the water, you know, not going through a dating process with very large corporations who may you know, frankly kick it over to their legal team and say, hey, can these guys sue us? No, fine. Let's go and uh, copy their tech and bring it to market and then have the lawyers deal with it. That's a real concern in business. You know, business is tough. You've got to be a tough guy. So, you know, Or a really tough guy to or market.
0: girl, Dan. This is Eagle Opportunity <laughs> Show.
3: Yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's true.
0: Uh, so no with that said I, I think it's uh, it's very interesting I like it uh, obviously we've spoken on this and you're going to be pitching uh, this company live to those who are listening you can come to the technology showcase on May 29th Dan will be there mm-hmm. on stage pitching this exact product you can ask them whatever questions you want um, and if you want to find out which one of these companies if not both we've done that several times we invested in both uh, that we voted for, voted for, that we invested in. Um, you can check us out on Facebook at Technori. We're going to post the uh, the investments that we make after the show here. So please check us out on Facebook at Technori. Dan, thank you very much. And before we go, where do people go to invest in you should they choose to?
3: Sure, yeah. So we have a page. It is republic.co uh, slash you know, republic.co, and we are right on the front page.
0: There you go. Best one. Everyone, everyone just tells you you a going to republic.co, and it's on the front page somewhere. You can't miss it. Uh, I think it's also r3printing, backslash r3printing. So anyway, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks, Scott. Of Thanks, course. Dan. Uh, so, Matt, uh, we are out of time, of course. Uh, so we're going to have to talk about this after the show, which one we want to put our money in, and then, like I said, I will share it on our Facebook page, and you guys can all uh, play along with us. I think it's well worth throwing a couple bucks in some of these companies just to, for no other reason than to experience what I think is the future of friends and family investing and things like that, so uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this. We're going to take our final break, and we'll come back with the news after this. I'm Scott Katoon. That's Matt Lazatter. We just heard from Dan from Arthi Printing. Very cool. Uh, it is WGN AM 720.